Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Reindeer Shuttle. We know driving to the airport sucks. Let Reindeer Shuttle do it for you. With five daily trips to Indianapolis International Airport and three to Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, they can do the driving for you from Purdue. With multiple pickup points on campus, they'll take you where you need to go. That's ReindeerShuttle.com for booking information. The Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Martin Vintage. See the threads of history today with Martin Vintage in their classic style of football and basketball Purdue apparel. They also offer vintage logos such as the 1924 seal. Get your design in a crew sweatshirt, a hoodie, a regular t-shirt, or a long sleeve shirt. That's martinvintage.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boiler Track Show, a show by Boiler Upload of Rivals Network. Uh, today we have a very special guest joining us to talk about the NCAA tournament, the all-time winningest point guard in Purdue basketball history, Louis Jackson. Lou Jack, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you having me. How you been doing? I've been doing well, man. How about yourself? Can't complain. Just grinding. Just out here grinding. Yes, sir. We've been we've been seeing you out there. You've been killing it out there. You and and Jordan and Courtney. Doing your thing. I definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, I mean, first of all, off the bat, I know you saw that tweet the other day of uh, the the old retro two thousand eight uh, shorts. That everyone was talking <laughs> yeah. about. When are we gonna bring those back? When are we gonna bring those back? Coming back probably for another 10, 15 years. I, I think what they say history repeats itself. So right uh, now we're back in that short, the short shorts era. Which <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the kids are doing right now. So I don't know. I don't know if that might come back. We need to bring them back, though. It could, but yeah, you're right. It does kind of go in waves because way back in the day it was the short shorts, and now those are kind of back in for whatever reason. But uh, it it always brings up that nostalgia from from when because I was I was eight years old um, in that in that picture. So brings up the nostalgia of watching you and Etwan and JJ and and Robbie and those guys back in the day. Yeah, those were good times. I think um, too now. Now, since the compression shorts, it's kind of got cool to show your compression shorts. And mm-hmm. people weren't wearing a long, <laughs> long sleeve compression shorts. So I think, I don't know. I, I wanted to see it come back, but the kids look at me crazy sometimes. I'm like, Coach, you, how'd you dribble with those shorts? It's like, man, you had to be there to see it. <laughs> did, did you just have the no, like the normal size, or did you like <laughs> get oversized on purpose? Well, it wasn't on purpose. I, I always did like bigger shorts. Like my high school, we only had probably like two sizes big. It's like our big man would get them. And my senior, I finally got a pair. And then um, when we they send you a form before you even go to college, send you a form, tell you to pick like three jersey numbers, tell you to pick, you know, the size of your clothes, what you wear. And me, child like mine at that time, I'm like, oh, I want a 2X because I'm thinking the shorts are still small, not realizing. Hey, you're playing with, you know, these are grown men now. Like, you got a real 16. We're in adult sizes. This is not youth sizes. So I just put a 2XL thinking about my high school. Like, mm. the shorts won't be that big. And then when I got there, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're a little big. But I like to play in big shorts. So yeah. I just ran with it. And Coach Painter never was like, dude, you got to get some smaller shorts. I guess because I didn't turn the ball over. So he didn't care. <laughs> so did you and, like, JJ have the same size, you think? Possibly. He might have had one size bigger than me, but we probably did have the same size back then. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, 
Uh, those were yeah, like you said, those were good times. Um, but yeah, like like I mentioned at the top here, coming on to talk about the NCAA tournament. Before we get to that though, um, obviously Purdue won the Big Ten tournament uh, last weekend. Just what were your takeaways from 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 watching them play after all the struggles that they kind of had to close out the regular season? I was excited. Um, I think. In Purdue's history, kind of, I know with my teams and even other teams, we've we've kind of peaked right there in February, mm. and then we kind of hit a wall. I know, like my last year, I was just telling, I was actually just telling Landon Beagle this a couple of days ago. Like we won the tournament, and then each year after that, it seemed like we couldn't have success. Like we hit our wall, we would get bounced out in the first round. And for them, you kind of knew adversity was coming. You didn't know mm. when it was coming, how it was coming, but I was kind of glad to see it hit right there at the end of the big. 10 they they being able to pull it out still win the regular season and then going into the tournament and winning those three games and even getting some of the little struggles and just for the freshmen to experience a different level that the tournament brings just the atmosphere and being able to handle I think it gives us so much more confidence and the guys have an understanding going into the NCAA tournament yeah and I you could kind of tell that they would hit a little bit of adversity, but they find a way to pull it out. You think back to like the Nebraska game, even to a lesser extent the Davidson game. But then you look at the Rutgers game, Indiana games, those are games that they just couldn't overcome that adversity for whatever reason. And then the other games they did. So it was like you said, it was just a it was just a matter of when that adversity was gonna hit because everybody goes through it. But um yeah, they're I think they're on a five game winning streak now heading into the NCAA tournament. So things are looking on the up and up for them, uh, kind of refining their stride. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely. Um, like you said, you, you knew it was going to happen. You just knew it was going to happen. But, like, to hit your stride now, like, I think it's better for those guys not losing in the Big Ten tournament. You know what I mean? Like, you have to go home and sit and wonder, like, man, what's, what's going on? It's more of like, okay, we felt that physicality. We we know that atmosphere, and we're winning right now. So everybody's morale is how guys been making shots. Mm-hmm. Even the guys that maybe struggled a little bit in the Big Ten tournament, the morale is ultimately high. Number one seed, I think it's a lot of confidence going in there. And how – I know a lot was made of kind of the, the struggles with the press um, and the issues it has, specifically against Penn State. Uh, just how concerned are you with, with that aspect of, of how things have been going? Uh. Part of me is concerned. I won't say it's a high level of concern. I think, um, obviously, I know Coach Painter. I know their staff. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to go down. They're thinking about what ways to attack the press if they see it. They're going to have the guys ready for it. And I think ultimately for the players, it's a it's a good challenge for those guards because I think now they're hearing the chirps and people saying they can't handle the pressure. So now they got to be serious. I'm not going to say serious because I know they're serious, but they got to focus a little bit more and just figure out a way to get it done. But I think it's cool too in a way, in a quote unquote people say they got exposed. I think I'm I'm glad we get to see, hey, we gotta fix this now before we get in the tournament because I'm sure some teams that we may play may be a little bit more athletic and they're gonna try to do that, but our guys are gonna be ready for it now. Yeah, most definitely. And you look at kind of their path in the tournament, they got a few sneaky, sneaky games that they could run into, uh, specifically in the second round. FAU is it's going to be a trendy upset pick. I don't know how likely it is, obviously, but um, and then Memphis is yeah. super uber athletic. Um, so that I mean that'll be a test right off the bat after they presumably beat the 16 seed, whoever wins uh, tonight. I agree with you, and I think that's going to be um 
it's gonna be a great a great test. Like you said, getting right into that second round. Both teams are more fast paced, athletic. We kind of know that they're probably gonna try and bring pressure to our guards. So it's gonna just it's gonna tell us right there. If we get through that test, I think now everybody's momentum is gonna be rolling. You know, because like you said, Memphis is super athletic. I watched them against Houston. And that was just an athlete's game. And I know Florida Atlanta get up and down. So you get through that, that confidence is going to be rolling. And I think, you know, we we just keep our stride going from there. Now, when you were playing, did you guys – I'm sure you did kind of look at it, just look at your bracket and your, and your draw and see what teams you could potentially play. But did does Paint say anything about not looking too far into the future? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you definitely have to focus on that one game. And I think for, for us, we always had such a, a core that we weren't too young. And we all have been through the process. So by the time I got there my first year, Etuan, Juwan, Rob, they had already been in the tournament. So they kind of knew the expectations. Like, hey, you can't take any game less of because of this team is the 16th seed or whatever. But the player, and you definitely take a look at that bracket and you're like, man, okay, we match up with this team. It's a little bit better over here for us. We wouldn't mind them getting upset over here. So everybody takes a look at it, but you do have to understand it's one game at a time, literally. Because, yeah, you look on paper, the, Purdue got a tough draw. I know basically <laughs> every team's going to have a tough draw, but at the same time, you look at last year, everyone thought Purdue and Kentucky were going to meet in the Sweet 16. They ended up getting 15 seed St. Peter's. So you don't know what the hell is going to go on. Uh, it could be it could be anybody that Purdue sees if they if they make it to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four. No doubt, and I think even like last year showed it, and this year as well. You got so many guys that how COVID affected college basketball and just affected the world in general. But you looking up, you got guys that's 25, 26 <laughs> now in college. You know what I mean? Like it's especially some of those teams that you may have not seen. They're returning a lot of guys, and those upsets you see normally. It's the teams with seniors, the fifth-year seniors. So now it, you don't know this year in the tournament just because of the experience and a lot more teams have a lot of guys coming back instead of the one and dones. Yeah, and I remember we had talked about North Texas when Purdue lost to them in the first round, just how experienced they were and the different types of guards that they kind of had uh, that gave a lot of – they gave Purdue a lot of fits. Definitely, you – with us, I mean, it's older guards. You never – in the tournament, tournament play is, is about guard play. Like, thank God we do got Zach Eady. Like, that is a that is a beautiful thing to have. I know as a point guard to be able to throw the ball in there. But ultimately, you got to have tough-minded guards. You got to have guys that can run the show. Just be poised because those crowds, you look up, you could be playing in Columbus and you're the number one seed. And next thing you know, the fans are just starting to cheer for the upset. Mm -hmm. So now it's you and Purdue fans – and versus the rest of the crowd, and you're looking around, if your guards and people don't stay poised, it, you know what I mean, things can go away very fast. Now, just I don't I don't know how, how tight you are or, or how much you've talked to them, but uh, just how impressed have you been with Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, uh, their ability to kind of live in the big moment and, and show up in those games? Oh, extremely, extremely impressed. I mean, me and Braden had a few conversations, me and Fletcher as well. I just kind of sit back, and I, I like to be a fan. You know, when I go to practice, I see those guys. I just tell them keep doing what they're doing, give them a head nod. But for both of those guys to be in the freshman backcourt and just the pressure with the rankings, just the, the expectation. to didn't expect this season to go this way, but it's like every big moment they embraced it. 
And I'm just highly impressed. And it just gives me so much more confidence in our future for the next three years with those guys. Now, I mentioned it off the top. You're the all-time winningest point guard. You think your record's going to be uh, in trouble here by the time Braden, Braden, Braden's a senior? Yeah, in all honesty, the competitor in me is like, definitely, like, yeah, like, you, you just, and that's a credit to him. It's a credit to Coach Painter. Like, you look at the rosters that's coming in, the team, like, this whole team this year can come back. Mm -hmm. Like, this, they can come back, and as a Purdue guy, you obviously want to see them do do good. So, like, part of me, I can't say I need Braden to struggle so I can have my record. Like, it is what it is. But when I look at him, you, you feel it. Like, it's a very good chance, and I think he will break it. Yeah, it's uh, th this this class is gonna be special. It's gonna be something special. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, two guys that aren't like you look back to that. I think it was twenty the twenty fifteen class with Biggie and and Ryan Klein. Both those guys were like highly touted guys, but but these two come in and they're they're like top one hundred four four star guys, but like overall they didn't have hardly any buzz, and they've come in and and done this. I don't know if we've ever seen that out of a Coach Painter team. No, I don't think so. I mean, just like you said, like, you just got the two freshmen in the backcourt alone. Like, me just sitting here thinking about it myself, like, even for me, like, I had to wait five to six games before I actually got the keys to the car. Braden Smith got the keys to the car from the gate. You know, Fletcher got the keys from the car from the gate. And I also think what's impressive about those two Brandon Newman is an excellent player. You know, we got great role players. We got great great veterans. But having the opportunity to walk right into that fire and get the opportunity, kind of that high school mindset of being naive. They got to just jump right in the fire with the same confidence they were coming into out of high school and not really having to sit and think about things. It was just like, hey, you got to learn on the fly or, you know, it won't work. And for, I think both of those guys kind of being underrated or people not having the expectations for them also helped them. Yeah, and as as we head into Friday, um, just what are you thinking in terms of like what Purdue needs to do to to make a run in this tournament? What are some of the keys that that you see that Purdue needs to get? Obviously, obviously, we got to play through Zach. You know what I mean? We play through Zach. We got to we got to knock some shots down, which I, I love. I mean, I love how he's kind of switched up the lineups, but I think Ethan Morton is a big key. I think him staying confident, taking shots. I know sometimes fans are probably wondering, like, why is he shooting? He shouldn't be shooting. But those type of guys have to be willing to make shots. And we just got to handle the press. Like, we know the press is coming. Keep mm -hmm. Take care of the ball and play the Purdue way. We got to be physical, and I think we'll be fine and make a deep run. Now, the way I, was, I look at it, I was thinking about this the other day. Zach Eady, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lord, those are the reason that, that Purdue's in this, in this position. More so Zach Eady, obviously, but guys like David Jenkins Jr., Brandon Newman, Mason Gillis, that'll be the reason that Purdue makes it to a national champ championship potentially or not, in my opinion. Oh, I, no, I agree. I mean, you, you got a guy like Mason Gillis. Uh, he, he, I joke I joke with Jordan the other day, and I was like, you know, you, you cheer for Mason. You love Mason. He's a, he's a talent. He is a true Purdue guy. Somebody's always on the floor. When he falls, you're worried about if he's hurt. <laughs> but he does everything so he, – he does everything well. Like, you won't say, hey, he stands out in this category, but his effort, being able to knock shots down the way he competes, like, you need that leadership from him. Brandon Newman, I think very underrated. I th I've heard people starting to say it, but I think he's one of the best two-way players in the country. 
I, I truly believe that. So with him knocking down shots, being willing to take on those challenges, David Jenkins, we always knew he was a bucket. Perfect time for him to start coming in, making buckets. Also that veteran leadership from him. So those three guys, which are all vets, like you said, like we really need them. If those guys are rolling, we're rolling big time. Yeah, and if, it feels like Purdue's kind of waited all year for David Jenkins Jr. to find a shot and, and just get in a rhythm. And then Brandon to really embrace – things on the defensive side and put it all together. And I mean, he's been, if he did this all year, he would have been big 10 defense player of the year. Like he's been that good defensively. I agree. I agree. And, um, you know I mean? That's when you take your hat off to those two guys and even Mason. Cause like, like those three, we've, they've been in rush trying to figure it out, you know, spot minutes here, starting here. And with those three clicking now, like it, like you said, those three are big time. Brandon Newman, especially like the fact that now he's, We've all known it. We've all known he could be a two-way defender. We always known he could do that. We know his offense, but being a willing defender, taking on challenges now, has been huge for us. Now to wrap things up here, I know we talk about it every year with Coach Painter. Do you think that this is finally the year that that him and Purdue break through and get to the Final Four? In my heart, I feel that way. I definitely feel that way. Um, I'm rooting for him. Like I said, I think they get they get through that second round. I definitely think we're getting to the final four. And I think also, too, just with Coach, just it's funny thinking about it. Like, now he's one of the elder statesmen in college basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you, you look around, it's like he's been there before. He knows how to get there. He's done got a lead eight. It's like that final four is right there for him. And I, I do believe this team can really get there. I'll, I've, I've said it a hundred times. I'll keep saying it until he makes a final four. He's in that – that area where Jay Wright and Tony Bennett kind of were when they, before they made a Final Four. Because I remember Villanova lost as a one seed to, I believe it was LSU in like the second round. Obviously, Virginia lost to UNBC as a one seed um, against yeah. the 16. And then once they got to the, to the national championship stage and Jay Wright obviously won two and then Tony Bennett won one, they're looked at as – that top tier of, of college coaches. They're up there with the coach cows and, and coach K when he was still there and, and everything like they're, they're in that tier. And I think coach painter is still approach. Like it's hard to say he's not in that tier, but if he's not, he's, he's right under it. And he's going to yeah. get that. He's going to be looked at as one of the top five coaches in college basketball, if not already. I agree. Like you said, like he's kind of on the cusp, like, I think everybody – I think the coaches in the basketball world respect yeah. him in that manner. I think, you know, the, the high-level basketball people, I think they respect him in that level. They know what type of coach he is. No disrespect to the casual fans. Sometimes the accolades kind of cement you. It gives you a little bit more. But even, like, you, you take it for granted. You don't think about from a coach's standpoint, like you just broke down Jay Wright situation. Like, those guys have to go through the journey and the process as a coach, too. They have to lose. They have to get upset. They got to, you know, get good teams. And even just for Purdue in the regular season from a year ago, we got to number one one time and we we lost quick. Now the expectations at Purdue University is we're a consistent top five team in the country. You know, so I think we're right there. And I think once he gets over that hump, which I know he will, then he will be to everybody, top five coach, top ten coach you want to say, in college basketball. Yeah, and I mean, like you kind of talked about, this has been a special year uh, for Purdue. And assuming they beat the 16th seed on Friday, it'll tie the most wins in, in program history for a single year with 30. 
That's big. That's big time. Yeah. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like the records you we're breaking down, just the historical moments, like it's coming. I, I definitely think this is the year. I, it's, it's so much of there's so much of a team, which I think all Purdue teams are teams, but like how so star studded for some of the other teams, it's like you got a bunch of guys that can go off probably your top seven, top seven mm-hmm. guys can go off and win games. And that's what you need in the tournament because you know what Zach Eady is, but it's going to be one game where you're like, man, David Jenkins won us that game. Brandon Newman won us that game. You know, with the other guys also being consistent, but we got enough depth to where it's going to be different guys that win games for us in this tournament. That's what you need. You know what I want to see so bad is I remember when Villanova won it all the first time. They had their old coach. I I can't remember his name. Uh, I think he's since passed away. But I want Coach Katie to be there with the team in the Final Four, the confetti falling. I think that would be absolute scenes for him to be there and be able to experience that. I I agree. He deserves it. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that would be a storybook, you know, storybook ending for him. Like in in the highest regard, you get to watch the guy you coach, you mentored. You you seen him win the Big Ten championship, then you see him win the Big Ten tournament. Now you see him get to a Final Four and win it, and you get to celebrate with him. I think it'd be an amazing feat for him. He deserves it. Well, hey man, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. But as always, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you. Uh embracing Purdue and being awesome. Keep doing your thing up at uh, CTA. Appreciate you, Doug. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Have a good one.